Alright, welcome to the Bible class today. This is Matthew survey class. This is class number 24 and we'll be in Matthew chapter 24. Again, this is for your familiarization with the scripture and we'll make very little comments. We'll make a few comments. Very, uh, very comment worthy chapter is Matthew chapter 24. Uh, but we will try to keep those uh, very limited. So we begin in Matthew chapter 24, verse number 1. Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he said upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us... When shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Now, notice what the question is. When shall these things be? The Lord says the temple's going to be destroyed, and he says all these things are going to be thrown down. And the question is, when shall these things be, the casting down of the temple? And he says, what shall be the sign of thy coming? And so there is a direct question about the destruction of the temple. We know that took place in 70 A.D. But they had an interesting twist on the question. They didn't just ask when's the temple going to be destroyed, but they asked when is, what is the sign of that coming? And so they uh, unknowingly mixed Two events that seemingly are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years apart. You know, but the second advent, the return of Christ, and the destruction of the temple in 70 AD, uh, there's quite a bit of time in between those. As a matter of fact, one of those things haven't happened yet. One of them happened in 70 AD, and the second advent is still out in the future at some point. Well, little did they understand at the time of Jesus teaching this teaching that the temple would be destroyed in 70 AD and then it would be destroyed again. There would be a destruction, a great desolation out in a great tribulation in the future. They didn't understand these things yet. And so when they asked, what shall, uh, when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of thy coming? The Lord gets down uh, in this passage what is marked as verse number 32. He says, now learn the parable of the fig tree. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. Uh, not the parable of the fig tree, but learn a parable of the fig tree. In other words, the fig tree is going to teach you a parable. What is that parable? When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. Now, you're going to have people that rush right to a uh, secondary teaching about this. Israel is a fig tree, and so when you see Israel restored as a nation, you know that generation is going to see the return of Christ. That is not what this passage says. Uh, you can get a, a secondary idea about the Lord's dealing with Israel, and, the, and certainly uh, the generation that restores the temple worship and sees all these uh, signs come to pass 
and has a second temple defiled by the Antichrist, those people will certainly see the Lord's return. Absolutely. There's no question about that. But the parable of the fig tree is this. When leaves pop out, which happens in springtime, you know that summer is near. Verse 33, so likewise, when ye shall see all these things, all these things, the leaves of the tree, are the contents of verse 4 through verse number 31. He's telling you all these events that are take place, the events, the people that see these events. When you see people teaching a false Christ in verse 26 back through verse 24 and 23 those are fig leaves when you see those fig leaves you know that summer the return of Christ is near and he says also in verse number 21 great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world when the worst time of the world when the worst time the world has ever experienced is taking place you know uh, that the darkest hour is just before dawn. The Lord is about to co- about to return. Verse 15. The abomination of desolation will take place. You'll know that the Lord is about to return. Uh, the gospel of the kingdom is being preached. Verse number 14. Many false prophets arise. Verse number 11. Uh, many will be offended. Verse number 10. You'll see many people being offended and betraying one another and hating one another that when you see that take place you know that the lord is not and the world has not the the world has always had hate in it and wickedness in it and violence in it but this particular time will stand out far and above the rest of the history of man people will be hard-hearted haters of one another and that is a that is equivalent to Leaves breaking out on a tree. When you see the leaves begin to bud out on a tree, you know summer's nigh. When you see these things, that's the question in verse 3. That's the response of the Lord in verse number 33. So likewise, when you shall see these things, know that it is near even at the door. The question was, what's the sign of, of your coming and when shall these things be? And so this, the fig leaves that are budding out is not a direct reference to the nation of Israel. The fig leaves that are budding out are these things that God is describing in this chapter. And so the nation of Israel, they're, go- they're the ones that's going to be involved. They are the ones that are going to be receiving the brunt of this great tribulation. It's the time of Jacob's trouble. And so the things that you, that, if you were to be on the earth at this period of time and you begin to see these things take place, you know uh, that summer is nigh. You know that the advent is nigh. And that is the main gist of this uh, passage in, in chapter 24. And so let's read. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, see ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, tell us when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. 
For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. Read the book of Daniel and you'll get some understanding and some insight into what he's telling you here. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. Verse 17 and verse number 18 are a reference to verse number uh, 40 through 4950 it's it's a similarity to those passages you'll want to look at those things and study those things together and see what things are the same and see what things are different again uh, the Matthew 24 could be taught on for days and days and days but I'll make some comments later on in the reading of this chapter that will give you some insight into how you should uh, see these and how you should uh, read them. Uh, verse number 18, Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. This passage is to be read with a passage in Jeremiah that talks about the uh, time of Jacob's trouble. It's the worst time ever. This is what's said in Matthew 24, and this is what's said in the book of Jeremiah about the time of Jacob's trouble. It's the worst time that there ever will be, past, present, or future. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. The proclamation of verse 23 and 24 is that Christ is in this place or that place. They're trying to prevent verse 13. He that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. They're trying to destroy uh, those Jews. They're trying to destroy the nation of Israel by having them go out and worship a false Christ. Verse 24, for there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, 
so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. If you don't see him, he's not there. Somebody come out and say, hey, he's in the desert. He's over here. He's over there. If you didn't see him come, he didn't come. When he comes, you'll, you'll see that event take place no matter where you are on the earth. Verse 28, for wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. There's a passage in the book of Luke, I believe it's in chapter 17, and also a reference in Revelation 19 that pulls these passages together. In the book of Luke, the passage in Matthew 24 from verse number verse number 40 on down through about verse number 44 or so, the passage in Luke gives you that passage, and he says one will be taken, one will be left. Once he gets through with that, the disciples say where? In other words, he says one's taken, one's left. And the question from the disciples is where? Where are they taken? And of course, the answer is not that they've been raptured up to heaven. This passage in Matthew 24 is not a rapture. Uh, no rapture takes place in Matthew 24. Read Matthew 24 150 times and then realize that nobody leaves the earth in Matthew 24. These people are gathered together and killed. In, Matthew, in Luke chapter 17, uh, uh, there's a, there is, Matthew 24 is given to you in two separate passages in the book of Luke. And I'm fairly certain that it's in Luke 17. He gives you this same passage one's left and the other is taken the question is asked by the disciples in the book of Luke where and he says where the carcasses are gathered together and so basically it's the same as verse number 28 and so just like in the book of Revelation you have the same uh, narrative you have the same teaching of the wrath of God and the great tribulation told multiple times throughout the book of revelation you have the same narrative and the same teaching being given to you more than once also in the book of or in the chapter 24 here and then the judgment taking place in chapter 25 so be careful about these things read carefully and make sure you you're not holding these things uh to a uh, a chronological standard because it's not giving you fact after fact after fact some of these things are are uh, they can be tricky they're not written to trick you but they are written in such a manner that diligent study must be uh, given to these things before you get a, a great understanding of them. these are sealed things according to the book of Daniel these are very difficult things according to the book of Daniel they're hard things and you'll have to study them to figure them out and understand them now we, uh, in verse number uh, 28 again for wheresoever the carcass is there will the eagles be gathered together Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, the moon shall not give her light. This is returning to a, uh, a pre-Genesis chapter 1 state. In the book of Genesis chapter number 1, God creates greater light to rule the day, lesser light to rule the night. And as you know, when God says, let there be light, that is uh, a pre-sun light. And that pre-sun light returns in the book of Revelation when there's no need of the sun. So God is doing a, a wonderful thing here and, and sometimes hard to be understood. Uh, but he puts out the lights of the heavens here. 
verse number 30. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of the heaven to the other. Now, learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, ye uh, know that it is near even at the door. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Uh, this is uh, Advent talk. The Advent is not known. The return of Christ is not known by man. It's not given. It's not taught to us. God knows these things and has kept these things reserved for his own self. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood... They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the son of man be. Then shall two be in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household, to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant, whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing." Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour when he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth.